I don't know if you guys ever relate words with people. Like, for instance, this has been on my heart all day today. But compassion. When I think of the definition compassion, I think of Pastor Matt Burrell. For those of you that don't know Pastor Matt Burrell, he is the senior pastor at Liberty Baptist in York, South Carolina. And you're probably asking, well, okay, how do you know him if he's from South Carolina? Great question. So, he um, had came down years ago for Mid-America Baptist Conference. And funny story, I'm sitting in the pew with my mom and dad. And I see him stand up. And I was like, mom, mom, look at that fruitcake over there. And she's like, shh, and grinning. I was like, he looks like Forrest Gump with that bow tie and that spiked hair and those shoes. And my mom, you know, regular basis says, shh, that was her natural response in church. And it always meant be quiet and pay attention. And so the pastor at the pulpit had announced Pastor Matt. And I thought, oh, great, another quack's going to get up and preach. I'm hungry. All I want is a Big Mac and to go home. And then Pastor Matt got up and started preaching. And he captured my attention. And then he started capturing my heart because he cried. And I thought, man, this guy's really sensitive. He's crying. He's telling everyone that he loves us. He's crazy. And I looked at my mom. I was like, he's still crying. And she's like, shh. I was like, I know, I know. Pay attention and listen to the sermon. And Pastor Matt had captured my attention and heart because he said, I don't care if you're purple. I don't care if you're pink. I don't care if you're homeless. I love you. I love people. And as he's going on with this preaching, like you could just see the compassion he had. And so I really wanted to go after the sermon and just give him a hug and tell him that I loved him. But I didn't know him. He intimidated me. So I didn't. Well, little, little, um, while later, Pastor Ron comes up and he says, Pastor Matt's going to do a revival in the fall. And I was so excited because I was like, here's my chance. I'm going to tell Pastor Matt hi. I'm going to give him a hug and let him know that he's loved. Well, it's such a small world. And God knows our hearts better than we know our hearts. We were in the midst of, and it still makes me cry. um, But we were in the midst of St. Vincent and neurology and still trying to capture answers for dystonia and what it was and how we could help. And so we had been back and forth about a spinal tap and we were just waiting on the scheduling people. Well, what are the chances that my spinal tap would get scheduled on the last day of after revival. So I guess not the last day of revival, but the day after the last revival with Pastor Matt. Pastor Matt preached from Sunday to Thursday and I had my spinal tap that Friday. And I can't tell you what he preached about from Sunday to Wednesday. I don't know. But 
I sure remember what he preached about on that Thursday. He preached about the potter and the clay. And I don't know if any of you have ever heard the story about the potter and the clay. But it has become one of my all-time favorites. Because it is so unique and so beautiful. And Pastor Matt had brought... I'm a visual kind of person. So... I can understand when someone shows me and I see an example. But when someone just preaches about it, I don't always understand. And Pastor Matt had brought a piece of pottery. Actually, two pieces. And he compared them. Each were different. And he's talking about how God is the potter and we are the clay. And how we are unique and beautifully made. And how each pot is different. And I remember sitting in the pew and... I was getting angry. Having no answers, a body that you don't have control over, and it just moves when it decides it's going to move. My speech was becoming hard. Life was really hard. So I was like in the pew saying, disagree, disagree with him. Nope, nope, he's wrong. I am not beautiful, and I am not loved because the God that loves me wouldn't have made me like this. And you're up there preaching about how he makes beautiful things. But you haven't met me because I'm broken. And I remember in his next sentence, he talked about how we feel broken sometimes. And I thought, get out of my heart. How do you know my heart? And <laughs> and I remember him breaking down crying. And he was like, I know someone needs it to hear this in here. And There might have been other people that needed to hear that. But I was one of those people. And he started crying. And it made my heart break. Because seeing Pastor Matt cry just makes me cry anymore. And so he went on and he's like, you are loved. Jesus loves you. And he was super compassionate about it. And I remember breaking down during prayer and just crying and asking Jesus, like, please give us answers. Like, I just need answers. I've been through so much testing by now. I just want a diagnosis. Please help us. And prayer time had come. Um, Prayer request time had come, sorry. And my mom had raised her hand and she said, please pray for Chelsea as she has a spinal tap tomorrow. And that everything goes smoothly. And Pastor Matt standing by the back door. And you just saw his face. And I turned back to him. And he just looked like he had just saw a ghost. His heart looked broke for whoever had that spinal tap. And like I said, I didn't know him very well. And he didn't know me. And so after prayer was over he said who has a spinal tap tomorrow and I was like me he's like well if you don't mind me asking what do you have the spinal tap for and so we're telling him bits and pieces of the story and I go over to stand by him because when you find someone that cries during her sermon and that preaches the love of Jesus and cares enough to ask a question like that You want to be by that person. And there was just something about Pastor Matt that set him aside from anyone else. And so I went to go stand by him. And 
I wanted to go up and give him a hug and just tell him that I loved him. Like, I was getting frustrated and angry during him telling everyone that they're beautiful because I was sat back there, like, feeling broken. But I still wanted him to know that he was loved, and I just wanted to, like, go give him a hug. And so I stood by him. And he starts talking to me about being scared. And he's like, I understand being scared and what being scared's like. He's like, I've, I've been there before. And he's like, I can't imagine what you must feel. He's like, but I've been there. He's like, you know I'm praying for you. And you know that you can reach out to me if you even need to talk. Like, I'm here for you. And he gave me a hug. And he was like, I love you, kid. And I was like thank you. And I'll never forget that was so special to me and so meaningful. And so the spinal tap had come and all night long, all I could think about was the potter and the clay and how God was this potter and he molded me and he made me. And so I was sure that we were going to get answers. And So, a week had went past, and St. Vincent had called. I was sitting at my desk um, at Heritage Hall. The kids were napping. I answered the phone. She said, hi, can I talk to Chelsea? And I'm like, this is Chelsea. And she's like, hey. She's like, got your spinal tap results. And I could just hear in her voice a crack. And she was such a great nurse like to us she had followed our journey she knew I had told her like I wanted answers and she just was a compassionate nurse and she said the spinal tap results came back all normal and I remember just breaking and after I hung up the phone, I just kind of dropped it and just started crying and asking Jesus why. And I had reflected upon Pastor Matt's preaching about the potter and the clay. And I'm like, see, see, I'm not beautiful. Like, we didn't find answers. And he was the first person, Pastor Matt was the first person that I told. I told him before I even told my parents I reached out to Pastor Matt because I just needed someone super compassionate and I knew that he was the guy and um, something in my heart was just like, reach out to Pastor Matt. He was super quick to respond and responded so well. And he was like, basically said, I know how you feel. I know that your heart is broken and I don't blame you. He's like, but Jesus does love you. And Jesus did make you for a reason and purpose. And I challenge you to find that purpose. And he signed it. I love you, Pastor Matt. And had told me, you know, before, call me, text me, like vent to me. Whatever you need to do, I'm here for you. And that meant so much to me. And I remember that next week he had checked up on me made sure that I was okay and I just was mourning and grieving for those answers that I so desperately had my heart set on but didn't get 
And so time had went on and I, you know, you, you always want answers. So I don't want to say, oh, I was okay with no answers, but I knew life had to move on and life was moving on very quickly. So I have, um, been the co-chairman of a hunt that, um, raises money for dystonia, um, research in Indianapolis. So I sent Pastor Matt a shirt and this bracelet. Well, I never really thought much more of it. I just wanted him to know like how much of an impact that he made in my life. So the year had passed and it was time for him to come back, you know, and preach for revival. And I see him from a distance and he sees me. Well, I had said he was busy um, getting ready to preach. And so after the sermon, I'll never forget, I walk up by their stairs, that fellowship, as you go down and exit. And he looked at me and he gave me the biggest hug. And then he showed me his bracelet and he's like, hey, look. And um, he had the dystonia bracelet on and he preached with it on. And it literally made my heart so happy. I went home and I was so excited to tell my parents during lunch. And I was like, mom, mom, guess what? Pastor Matt was wearing the, she's like, slow down, slow down. Pastor Matt was what? And I was like, he had the Estonia bracelet on and he preached with it. And she smiled. And I remember you know, going back that night and just giving him a big hug. And I was like, Hey, will you do a breakfast date with me? And he's like, yeah. And so the next time that he came, he did a Chick-fil-A, um, breakfast date with me. And during that year we had, um, found genetic answers we had been praying so long for answers and I had reached out to a lab and wrote my story and I was basically like I am desperate please please help me like there's no way that we can afford for genetic testing this is where we're at this is what I think it might be please help us please and so they had wrote back fairly quickly and said you know we'll cover the cost like if you can sign your name to letting us use your blood or um, this for research, ongoing research, then we will do this genetic testing for free. And I was so happy. So we got the doctor to sign off on it and the blood work um, got, it, it leaked through the mail the first time. So we had to go back. It took like three people to get my blood because it holding still was really hard for me. So when we finally got it and got it sent off and it would be weeks later, um, four to six weeks. And it ended up, I think being around the three week to four week mark when we got the test results. I'll never forget. I was in my bed and I was crying before I opened them. And I'm like, please, Jesus, like, please, Help us find the answers because I don't know what I'm going to do if I don't have these answers. Please, please. I'm not crazy. I promise you I'm not crazy. Maybe I am. I'm not sure. So I opened them. Sure enough, it had dystonia genetic. And I screamed. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. 
I can't wait to shove it in these doctors' faces. I knew it. I've been saying that it's something all these years, and we have our answers. And then I froze because I'm like, I'm going to cure it. I'm going to go to the doctor, and I'm going to tell him we found our answer, so he needs to cure it. So a week later, we had an appointment with our neurologist. He sits down. He's like, congratulations. He's like, we know what we're dealing with. He's like, I have good news and bad news. We have answers. But I can't cure it. There's nothing more that I can do. And I'm really sorry. And at that point, I just froze. Because I realized, oh, answers changed everything. But changed nothing at the same time. Though I got my answers. There's still no cure. And I think my heart broke even more. And it took me months and months and months. And there are days where I'm like still like, okay, we have answers. Oh, but there's no cure still. Darn it. And so I never, I'll never forget, you know, when I went out um, to Chick-fil-A with Pastor Matt, I was like, guess what? We have answers. And he was super excited for us. And I was like, you know, I thought I would get the cure. And he just looked at me and he was like, yeah, that's got to be hard to swallow. And I was like, it is. And he started talking to me about life and, you know, and it was so great because Jesus just crosses paths with people that you just need in life the most. And at the perfect timing, and Pastor Matt is praying with me, you know, at Chick-fil-A. And he's like, I love you, kid. And so a year had passed. Goodbyes are always really tough for me. So, like, after he leaves, like, I almost always cry because it's sad. Like, he li- they live miles away. And I know it's going to be a year before I see them again and hope that nothing happens. And so, a year had passed, and he brought his wife. And I was super excited to meet Lynn, because I had never got to meet Lynn, but I got to hear all kinds of stories about her. And I met Lynn, and I instantly fell in love with Lynn Burrow. They are the most compassionate people I've ever met in my entire life. And so, Lynn and I got along so well. And they are actually coming up in about a month and a half. And I'm so excited. Like, I have a calendar that says Lynn and Matt will be here. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm literally so excited to hang out with them and just see them. And I guarantee that I'll probably cry when they have to leave because I love them. Like, I sincerely love them. But uh, I say all this and I tell this story to say that, number one, Jesus knows what we need and who we need at the exact, at the most perfect timing. And I need it, Pastor Matt, because Pastor Matt really, really helped me deal with dystonia and deal with no answers. And he doesn't even know how much he impacted my life, I guarantee. Number two, that Jesus loves us no matter what, that Jesus designs us how he wants us to be. And we have a purpose. And sometimes when life doesn't go our way, 
it's not all about us. Actually, it's not about us, but about helping other people. I don't think I would ever be compassionate or sensitive if I had, hadn't had dystonia. Um, and I honestly don't think that I would have got to know Pastor Matt the way that I did if it wasn't for dystonia. Because that's what really led our conversation. And Jesus knew that. He knew that before Pastor Matt even came. He knew that I would love Lynn. Like, it amazes me how Jesus knows our hearts so much. And while he has allowed dystonia to be super hard and challenging, he has brought amazing people along that say that, step up to the plate and love me for who I am and love me for who Jesus has created me to be and supporting me miles away miles away I absolutely adore the Burrells and so anyways I hope that you all really think about the compassion that Matt had on me and I challenge each one of you to have compassion the way Matt had compassion on me to other people around you this next week because I promise you compassion goes so far in life if it wasn't for Matt I honestly don't know that I would have kept on going I was ready to give up and I get this message I get this message filled of love and compassion and that changes things it changed it it changed things for me. It was a game changer for sure. Anyways, I challenge you to love the way Pastor Matt and Lynn love other people this week. Um, I can't wait to share more stories with you about dystonia and my journey with it. But until then, I hope that you guys have a fantastic week. And please do me a favor if you think about it. Pray for Pastor Matt and Lynn. You know, in the world that we live in, being a pastor has got to be hard and challenging at times. And rewarding at the same time. But just pray for Pastor Matt and Lynn as they share the gospel and Jesus with the world. And as they love and have compassion on different people in life that they come encounter with. I hope that you guys have a great week. Bye.